Welcome to the Green Screen of Death. My name is Adrian. My name is Bill. So we're on episode 84. Antonio Brown. Hey! Wide receiver. The Pist- best in the game. Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right. Yeah, best wide receiver in the game. That's awesome. Hard. Hard guy to even get close to. Yeah. He just pushes off people with, no, with, <laughs> with like magic. That's right. Uh, he's, he's an amazing football player. Yeah. It's got, he's always in the end of the year, like best catch of the year kind of material it's unbelievable yep what you you up to man oh not a lot just uh i don't know if you caught that stuff last week when uh on twitch.tv where uh drake played fortnite with ninja i don't even know who those people are (laughs) i I, I know who drake is obviously (laughs) i don't know who ninja is he's um one of the top he's actually i think the top streamer on twitch right now he plays fortnite and he's amazing at the game, but the cool thing is about uh, watching him play is he just he's just very entertaining and has a lot of fun. And Twitch has been kind of blowing up a little bit because they host like Overwatch League and League of Legends. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, Dota. Dota. Counter Strike. They have all these big tournaments. <laughs> Look at me, like like I'm, I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's here. right. <laughs> yeah so um it was really cool watching drake ninja and juju smith schuster who's another what? wide receiver wasn't for travis scott there too travis scott was there yeah. <laughs> and uh they were playing fortnite and it was a big night uh they smashed the record for a single streamer i think there was like six hundred and sixty thousand people watching at the most wow viewed moment so can drake play fortnite he was all right yeah he's kind of a noob <laughs> like it was it was funny though like the thing is like anybody compared to ninja is a noob like i've been playing for a couple months and i'm still learning so that's cool yeah it was really fun um I'm really excited to see where Twitch goes from here. Uh, I've been watching for the last few months, and it, it's a lot of fun. People who don't watch it don't really get it, but I think I think stuff like this will bring more viewers over to Twitch. I just watch stuff on YouTube. I'm so weird, obviously. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like When I run out of stuff to watch on YouTube, I'll just go over to twitch and see who's playing and that's kind of how i got into it so come on there's always a video of a hydraulic press destroying a bowling ball <laughs> that's true i love that shit <laughs> <laughs> i fall for the fail videos no. that's my jam i, I love. like i like weird science videos oh cool yeah <laughs> right on so uh united just shit the bed in champions league yeah, what happened there, man? Just couldn't score, man. Yeah. Went out 2-1 to Sevilla at home. Yeah. You guys are through. Yeah, that's right. We're on to... Except for you guys. That that second game, you guys looked shit. <laughs> yeah. The last couple of games, they haven't looked so great. Including um, that loss to United, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> had yeah, that... Ashley Young putting on a clinic. He was... Uh... He's a wall, dude. Yeah. He, uh, but she was like that every game, though. Yeah. He was, he played, uh, Mohamed Salah really strong. Nobody's played against him like that. And uh, I don't think anybody else can. That's cool. Yeah. We're, we're, we're finishing second. <laughs> that's right. Uh, spring training for my Red Sox is in full swing. Cool. We'll see what happens there. My Red Wings suck. We're going for last place in the league. Hey. And, uh, I'm still playing Shadow of the Colossus on PS4. Oh, cool. It's really good. Right on. Uh, and, uh, everybody watch season two of Atlanta. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, I've heard that. It is amazing. Right on. Yeah, Donald Glover is on another level right now, man. Cool. That show is great. Lakeith Stanfield, mm-hmm. every episode makes me laugh so hard I'm on the ground. Nice. He's classic on awesome. that show. Right on. Oh, so good. I have to check it out. Atlanta. Yeah. On FX. Right on. Yeah. Get on it. Speaking of video games, uh, Sea of Thieves release, releases tonight, which by the time you listen to this will be a week ago, probably. <laughs> a few days ago, maybe. Um, that's on Xbox and PC and supports cross-platform, so people on PC and Xbox can play together. It's pretty cool. No and, interest. No interest? No. Oh, man. Sea of Thieves is awesome. My Xbox streams TSN, Sportsnet, and HBO. That's all it does. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mine plays uh, Blu-rays and 4K. <laughs> and um, Yeah, I, I haven't really played games on there since I bought my PC, which I guess that's the way it goes, though, right? Yeah. Um, Plus, the Xbox kind of blows. <laughs> Yes. I'm still pissed off I bought one, Tayochi. Yeah. I, I probably should sell it. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Um you have anything else? Uh oh <laughs> and just one little other thing. Last episode we we uh, we bitched about uh, Fantastic Fest. Casey Recurious, the total for his Superfan badge came out today with the fees and everything. $728.79 US. That's insane. $728.79. <laughs> Yeah. Good luck, guys. <laughs> it's crazy. Good luck. Yeah, there's some people paying for it. and um, I hope you guys have fun. Yeah, we hope you have fun. Wish we could join you. I'll be at VIF. Yeah. It's a 14-day festival. Yeah. The badge is $400. Yeah, for all films included. Think about that, friends. <laughs> that's insane. Think and that's that. Canadian. That's Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, 400 bucks. <laughs> so it's, it's like... Less than half, and you get how many movies do you get to see? I used to see between they've really made it so you, you can't watch a ton anymore. Okay, so like 80 to 100. That's insane, somewhere in there. And at Fantastic Fest, you'll see like 36 at best. If you do press screenings, I did what I did 50 last year. Okay, yeah, okay, but that was like me being stupid. That's <laughs> crazy, but yeah, I've, I saw 134 movies of VIF one year, yeah. That's crazy, yeah, man. That's my record. Yeah. And there there are a lot of uh festivals that are like three, four day festivals that cost like about one fifth of the price yeah. of, of uh Fantastic Fest, which you know, for somebody like me who uh, as I get older I think I get more grumpy <laughs> and <laughs> less less better equipped to handle a, a long film festival. So uh I, th- I think the three to five day range is right in my wheelhouse. Just, I, if you think your festival's strong, come to VIF. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll see you there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's about it for me, man. Cool. All right. So let's move into the next part of our show, the rant. This is where we rant about anything movie related. Uh, I'll start things off for us. Um, my rant is about a movie we're going to review today, uh, Tomb Raider. Now... I don't like saying names on this, and I'm not going to, but there there was a film review where somebody posted that Alicia Vikander's boobs weren't big enough to play Laura Croft. And of course, a lot of stupid idiots on Twitter were like, yeah, yeah, her boobs aren't big enough. 
it's like, how are you complaining about this? It's like, you're an idiot. And you kind of, you're making your whole gamer fan base look stupid. And, uh, do people actually say this shit? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with them? I don't know. I can't even begin to comprehend what led them to post shit like that. Like, uh, I think she's a very talented actress. I, I've enjoyed her in almost everything I've seen her in. <laughs> you know, we don't like the Oscars, but she's an Oscar winning actress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's lowering herself to be in a big giant movie where she's probably getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. We all got to get paid, right? Oh, yeah. I, don't, I have no problem with her taking a check. Yeah. But that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, man. And she's the best part of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Ah, I hate people. And I thought she looked the part, too. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't imagine complaining. She was buff. Yeah, man. Yeah. Super lean and strong. Yeah, she she kicked she kicked my ass. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's really weird. It's dumb, and I think we've already talked too much about people this. need to grow up a little bit. <laughs> I think so. That's really terrible. I had no yeah. idea people were saying that. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's a thing. Oof. But uh, I guess with the toxic environment that is Twitter dot com, you can find anything out there. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. This is I I don't go on Twitter enough. Obviously, <laughs> that's right. Uh, my rant is about the the state of film this year uh last weekend i never wanted to watch films again it yeah. was so ter- i saw three films last weekend mm-hmm. so out of a combined like 15 i rate out of five the films were three out of 15 oh dude and it was just like <laughs> one bad movie that became the next movie was worse and yeah. the next movie was even worse yeah and i'm just like i know i have a podcast and i have to watch this shit yeah but you guys don't understand it's killing me. Yeah, man. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like, it sucks. Yeah. Like, can we start... I know we're, we're, we're ramping up a little bit, but it's been really bad this year. Yeah. Annihilation and nothing. Yeah. It's been shitty, <laughs> and I'm really tired of it. Yeah. It's been a bad year. It's been an extended January, pretty much. And the movies aren't any better this episode. Yeah. One of them's pretty cool, though. <laughs> Actually, two. There's one in Lightning Round that I really enjoy. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes. Oh, my God. It's funny you mention that, though, because I... As we were talking about movies, I was, was kind of like, are you okay, dude? Like, are you going to be all right? Like, um, but seriously, I, though. I know. You texted me yesterday, and you're like, what are you seeing today? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm still in bed. <laughs> yeah. I don't even care. Yeah. I finally got out of bed at like, yeah. like 2 o'clock. Yeah. I was watching golf. Oh, yeah. I was watching Tiger Woods. Right on. It was kind of weird to see him actually doing something. <laughs> nice. But, um, yeah, I was just like. I don't really want to go see any of these films. Yeah, I hear you, man. Doesn't get any better either. Yeah, it so, doesn't. On with the show, I guess. On with the show. It sounds super depressing, but <laughs> that's right. Um, I feel like yelling at them at least. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's start with. I think the one you're talking about. <laughs> let's talk about Hurricane Heist. There's a hurricane coming. We gotta go. Agent Corbin reporting in. 600 million. Buffalo It's all here with about 300 million of its cousins. It's your responsibility. I'm all right at babysitting old money. We're on lockdown due to the storm. Come on, man. Oh, boy. Turn around now. Do it. This is not good. No witnesses. Okay, before I proceed any further, I need to correct myself. It's the hurricane heist. 
The uh, Hurricane Heist. <laughs> the Hurricane Heist. Uh, what is this movie all about? So does about? that mean there's not going to be a sequel? Uh, there's only one Hurricane Heist, I, friends. <laughs> I think, I don't know, it's like The Fast and the Furious. Adrian's just dreaming of a sequel. I, I am. Directed by the Fast and the Furious director, Rob Cohen. Yeah, man. Uh, th- thieves attempt a massive heist against a U.S. Treasury as a Category 5 hurricane approaches. Toby Kebbell, Maggie Grace, and the absolutely awful Ryan Quanton. Picking up a paycheck. Oh, my God. <laughs> he wasn't bad on True Blood, but he was always kind of a stupid idiot on that show. And I thought he played it pretty well. He's terrible in this film. Everybody's terrible in this film. This film really sucks. <laughs> Over to you, Adrian. How, every, everybody's, what about Toby Kebbell with his southern accent? <laughs> wow all right his off and on yeah southern accent. so terrible um yeah I, I this is it should have been funny yeah they play it so serious i think they kind of i have a hard time arguing with you on that but they i think the framework is there for some of the stuff <laughs> like there's a bit where maggie grace <clears throat> says to toby kebble i'm out of bullets and he goes how did that happen and she shouts I shot them all. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. And the way some of the characters talk, they sound like they're a bunch of idiots who watched way too much TV and action movies. Um, like when they're negotiating for hostages, Toby Kebbell shouts to Maggie Grace, get proof of life. <laughs> it's like, oh, so you obviously watched that proof of life that movie. Russell Crowe movie. Russell Crowe movie. Was that, was that Meg Ryan? Too? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's, and there, there's one, one guy, like, they're in a shootout. Well, he's the only guy with the machine gun. And he's like, I got her pinned down at the war monument. <laughs> it's like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, dumb little kids say when they're playing Call of Duty online. <laughs> it's, there's... I found a lot of humor in, in dialogue like See, that. Th- this movie wouldn't have flown for me in the 80s with Dolph Lundgren in the lead. Like it's, I, I hate movies like this. Just yeah. shitty generic action films for no reason. Yeah. There's no real – other than some really like grade Z level special effects <laughs> that look like a bad video game. Yeah. Uh, you haven't seen bad special effects yeah. until you see this hurricane. It's pretty bad. It's really it's bad. It's super lame. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to outrun a hurricane in a big truck. <laughs> yeah. Of course you are, dude. Of course you are. Yeah. Yeah, and there there's a lot of questions surrounding like the physics of that whole thing. It's it is pretty ridiculous. Um, if I grab a hold of a rope really tight, <laughs> am I gonna not be thrown around in a hurricane and get killed? Oh, you'll be fine. I'm just gonna fly around like a kite. <laughs> as long as you've got a strong grip, you're yeah, good. Oh, totally strong grip. There's there's a bit in the mall. The mall sequence had me howling, dude. Because they kind of uh, they kind of foreshadow what's about to happen and when they did it i was like they're gonna fucking do it uh, it's like fuck yeah i should mention like for both of us we went to separate screenings and for each one we were both solo like the only people in the theater i was right? the only person in my screening same here yeah it was weird it was really weird <laughs> it was like opening weekend like probably like the fifth show of it being shown period yeah and there was nobody there nobody else there uh, are you sure you're not laughing as like a defense mechanism at this movie? Because it's no. really, really bad. I I had fun watching it. Wow. I had a lot of fun. Um, wow. That mall sequence was just hilarious. And what they did was just so stupid. <sighs> and it's like something like 
if a dumb person like me was making a dumb action movie, that's the kind of stuff they would do. <laughs> and I was like, I was, good, so, I was so well. It, I don't. I wouldn't say it's good, because but you're, I was, you're recognizing that it's dumb. I was entertained though. Okay. I had fun watching it. You know and, what though? Uh, Hurricane destruction done right. Yeah. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I rest my case. Well, that's There's five minutes of that film is better than like the entire thing of the, this whole entire film. Oh man. Special effects wise. Like it's, uh, it's, it's still better than stealth. Yeah. The worst Rob Cohen film of all time. Oh, I didn't see stealth. Oh, so bad. Yeah. So bad. Um, or, um, one of the bad movies that he made. Did, did he make, uh, Alex Cross with, uh, Oh, did he make that one? Yeah. I don't think I with, saw with that. Tyler one Perry as a cop. Yeah, that was really bad. Okay, uh, he made he made a Blumhouse movie a couple of years ago. That was really bad. Ah. Yeah, I just he's <laughs> he's terrible. Yeah, and yeah, this is this is one of the worst films of the year in a, <laughs> in, a, in, a in a really bad year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a one out of five all day. As I said, all three movies combined, mm-hmm. one out of one out of one out of three out of fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I have a hard time defending this one because how can you even. Rob Cohen's mom probably couldn't defend this movie. <laughs> Rob Cohen himself probably couldn't defend this movie. Um, but I don't know. There was just something about it that was just so goofy and stupid that I was having fun. One other thing I have to mention, the vehicle in that movie that Toby Kebbell drives around. <laughs> it's called the Dominator. And moments after he tells Maggie Grace this is the Dominator, they get detected by the bad guys. And he shouts out, they must have seen the Dominator. <laughs> like, oh. I was waiting for it to transform, man. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a fucking transformer. Yeah. It was so terrible. It was like all like weird like edges and yeah. oh, it was terrible. Yeah. It was it was like a cross between, yeah, one of the Transformers and like the Batman tank, pretty much. <laughs> um and yeah. They did some fun stuff with that vehicle though. There's one action sequence i quite enjoyed uh it was just so goofy and silly okay now now i'm I'm really curious if you had to rate this out of five what would you rate it i'd probably give it about a three out of five okay because um i i they're aware of what it is and i don't think they aspire to be anything beyond silly popcorn dumbness nice and you know i've 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 savaged a lot of films that are in this wheelhouse there was something about it i really enjoyed and this is going to sound really dumb but i noticed sort of the same camera work (laughs) that rob cohen used for the fast and the furious i was like it feels like he got abandoned from that franchise and i'm cool with that like um but it felt like he was trying to capture that again and i thought that was cool i liked the rob cohen movie because guess what it was about racing cars Mm -hmm. yeah it was in the culture where did that go yeah that's true yeah yeah I miss that in the Fast and the Furious movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Hey, didn't he do uh, that Bruce Lee movie too? Dragon? Dragon? Yeah. yeah. I like that. Dragon. Yeah, that's good. So he's made a couple of good movies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure a he, long time ago. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's a very uh, rich director who's made some good movies. Yeah. Just not lately. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. <clears throat> okay. So I think we dragged that out <laughs> enough. Hurricane Heist. You can probably just skip this. It may not even be in theaters by the time this hits the podcast. It'll be on Sci-Fi Channel after Sharknado 17. (laughs) One weekend and you'll watch it and you're like, oh, that was an original Sci-Fi movie. No, that actually opened up on 3,500 screens. Yes. And then you can can tweet me and tell me you agree with me on this. (laughs) Whatever. Speaking of (laughs) Sci-Fi... (laughs) 
<laughs> Let's move on to our next movie. This one is called A Wrinkle in Time. Okay, so what is A Wrinkle in Time all about? Directed by visionary director Ava DuVernay. Bum, bum, bum. Thank you, Disney trailer. More on that in a bit. Uh, after the disappearance of her scientist father, three peculiar beings send Meg and her brother and her friend to space in order to find him. Storm Reed. Ofra Rimfrey, Reese Witherspoon, Mindy Kaling, and Chris Pine. Damn, that's a hell of a cast, That's dude. a hell of a cast. Oh, this then, is going to be awesome. <laughs> wh- then why is everything about this film wrong? With all that talent. Yeah. Why is everything in this film completely wrong? Yeah, it's it's not a good movie. It's really it doesn't bad. doesn't work on any level. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And we talked a little bit just before we started recording about the the way the movie was cut. Like, there's a lot of reaction shots from Reese Witherspoon and Mindy Kaling and Oprah. And um, just from watching director commentary and reading lots of articles and whatnot, uh, I've learned... Now, this isn't always the case, but I've learned... And also just from watching movies, <laughs> when they cut to a reaction shot or a shot where the character who's talking is not actually being filmed, it's because they added that in post and they're usually trying to fix something. Now, again, I'm not pretending to be an expert, but there's a lot of that in this movie. There's at least 15 to 20 of them. Yeah. In a 20 minute sequence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. They attempted to explain this movie to the audience. And the audience is supposed to be young children who won't get anything up until the final 10 minutes of the movie. And even then, they might... I don't, who knows? It's, it's because they don't really explain anything. Yeah. Uh, I want this to be really good. Uh, I think Ava DuVernay is a really good director. Yeah. But this was way out of her league. <laughs> Um, when they say visionary director Ava DuVernay, what was visionary about Selma? Yeah. Or 13th or middle of nowhere, her first film. <laughs> I don't know. It's like dude. when they said, when, like, I'm not going to just going to pick on Ava DuVernay here or Disney. Do you remember when they said Gore Verbinski was a visionary director for a cure for wellness yeah. in the trailer? Visionary director Gore Verbinski. Yeah. What did he do what to did earn do? that title? The Lone Ranger? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not piling on Ava DuVernay. Disney did that. But you know what this film needed? It needed Terry Gilliam from the 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Time Bandits, mm-hmm. Terry Gilliam. Oh, yeah. Totally fucked up in the head. Yeah. And not afraid to do something really weird and wacky. Yeah. This film seems really safe mm-hmm. and broken at the same time. Like yeah. nothing works. Yeah. And it, visually, it's terrible. Yeah. It's just bright. That's all <laughs> yeah. it is. There's nothing really we- like cool or weird about it. It's just bright. How, how about the scene where Reese Witherspoon turns into a giant piece of lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to get a salad up. And- no, no. no it's I, just- I, 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 love, I loved her other films, and I think she's a really good director. I just think this was a step up that she couldn't quite do yet. I mm-hmm. hope she is able to do that one day but this film is is really poor it is yeah and it lands on her lap mm-hmm. it doesn't work yeah it's her fault yeah there's a bunch of actors 
and actresses who look like they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Because the script is terrible and they have no direction. Yeah. It's all reaction shots or really terrible, like weird shit coming out of Oprah Winfrey's mouth that makes no goddamn sense. She's just saying cryptic bullshit yeah. through the whole movie. <laughs> And when I saw her, for, like, when the first teaser came out, I was like, oh, man, that looks cool. Yeah. Like, Oprah is in this amazing outfit and is looking badass. And it just, it should be so much better than this. But who are they? The three magical people. Who are they? Not explained. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I'm sure it was explained in the book. <laughs> yeah. Not here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, but, nothing is explained. Yeah. There's um, the little girl who has... A brother who's an absolute genius. None of that's explained. Stuff happens to him. None of it's explained. Yeah. Uh, well, what's his name again? Charles Wallace. <laughs> it is said 50 million times in the film. Yeah. Is that, is that his full name? Because they say it every time. Yeah. Charles Wallace. Charles Wallace. Charles Wallace. Shut the fuck up. I wanted to, I wanted to murder somebody. <laughs> I was about 20 minutes into the movie. I was like, I leaned over to Sarah. I was like, are they going to say Charles Wallace every time they address him? And yes, the answer was yes. <laughs> every time they address that little boy, they're going to call him Charles Wallace. People's personalities change in an instant. Mm-hmm. No explanation. Reese Witherspoon and Mindy Kaling look lost yeah. the main girl is good but she has no script at all and it holds her back uh you know i just it needed weird it needed something visually weird and that would keep my eye on the screen i was mm-hmm. bored yeah visually boring yeah uh none of this works none of this works yeah it is one of the worst films of the year it yeah. might be the worst film of the year could be i was so angry after this yeah she isn't an amazing filmmaker what the fuck happened i don't know dude this is this is bad somebody explain this to me <laughs> yeah i'm not sugarcoating this yeah this film sucks yeah it does. I was so fucking angry after this film. Yeah. I texted you. I'm like, I don't want to watch movies ever again. <laughs> yeah. I hated this film. Oh, damn. That sucks, man. And, and, if, and if you have some sort of guilt that you have to say you like it because it's a woman director, then you've missed the point of all this. Yeah. You really have. Yeah. You're helping nobody. This yeah. film blows. Yeah. And that's what we always emphasize here. Like, uh, we're, we're going to watch a movie. We're going to offer our opinion on it. And... Um, if we enjoy it and it happens to be uh, something progressive, we'll, we'll mention that. We'll be like, hey, this is awesome. Because uh, I five-starred Selma. Yeah. I five-starred the 13th. I think Selma made our top ten for yeah. both of us. That and year. I gave four and a half out of five to Middle of Nowhere. She was on a pretty damn good record there, mm-hmm. star rating-wise. Yeah. This film's terrible. Yeah, it's real bad. It's really bad. Yeah. And I, it's going to lose so much money. <laughs> yeah. But we all knew that. Yeah. We saw it in the trailer. Yeah. The trailer looked weird. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't working there, mm-hmm. let alone two hours of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that really struck me while I was watching the movie is that I thought they did a really poor job of establishing any kind of motive in the movie. And I get, yeah, sure, your father's missing, but uh, Reese Witherspoon just shows up in their living room. And, you know, some weird lady showed up in my living room. I'd be calling the cops, man. <laughs> I'd be uh, trying to find a baseball bat or something. 
Uh, but they they're just kind of like, oh yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, go on an adventure with my kids. That's cool. Charles Wallace, do you know him? And he's like, yeah. Oh, thank you, Charles Wallace. Charles <laughs> Wallace, you are great. I love you, Charles Wallace. Charles Wallace, Charles Wallace, Charles Wallace. Charles it's like a bad Styles Park episode. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I agree with you. Nothing, nothing works in it. There are emotional beats they try to convey in the movie but they just miss the mark completely because i just don't care about any of these characters and uh for all of those performers to for me to not care about them that's quite an accomplishment and failure yeah they were i i feel really bad for them yeah and uh, i almost want to read the book now just so i can maybe try to figure out what the movie was yeah but i don't think it's going to help probably not because i really hate this film yeah yeah. I'm with you, man. Yeah, we'll we'll see where this fares in the uh, the mid year list and the final year list because <laughs> yeah. uh, I really dislike this film. Yeah, come yeah. at me, bro. Come I, at me. Bro. I don't care. <laughs> right uh, I anybody who wants to debate this with me, uh, I'm being real here. Like yeah, I, man. I didn't like this one at all. Yeah, and it hurts because I think she's a great director. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's it for that. Cool. Did I make it clear enough that I didn't like that film? <laughs> so you can skip A Wrinkle in Time. In Probably case be a you're good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to our next movie. This one is called Tomb Raider. Listen, it's very simple. If you don't sign the papers, then everything your father worked for will be sold off. Not just the company. But Croft Manor also. Can you imagine how he would feel if you lost the house? Laura, your father's gone. But you can pick up where he left off. It's in your blood. I'm sorry. I'm just not that kind of croft. Okay, so what is Tomb Raider all about? Directed by Roar Uthtag, Uthtag, yeah, who directed The Wave a couple years ago. Okay, which I didn't like at all. No, neither did I. It was pretty bad. It was like Hurricane Heist, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Same people who did the special effects for Hurricane Heist, pretty much. Uh, Laura Croft, uh, f- fiercely independent daughter of a mystic adventurer, must push herself beyond her limits. When she finds herself on an island where her father disappeared. Alicia Vikander, Dominic McNulty West. Yeah. For all you Wire fans. <laughs> yeah. And you all should be Wire fans. Heck yeah. And uh, Walton Goggins. Yeah. Hey, what a cast. What a cast. <laughs> God, <laughs> what we, a, we said that a couple times this episode. What eh? a bad movie. What a bad movie. <laughs> but you know what? I liked Vikander. Yeah. I thought she was actually quite good in the film mm-hmm. i actually kind of cared about her character okay just everybody else couldn't give a damn about yeah so poorly written yeah everything about them was flat uh, the a villain who legit was just there because he was being paid yeah he didn't care about anything other than getting paid or getting off the island yeah he says it multiple times i don't care i just want to get off the island that's right and he says i have nobody to talk to here yeah and he's surrounded by dozens of henchmen and <laughs> this is like a marvel villain here <laughs> yeah um i didn't care for vikander in this really i i loved her in ex machina and man from uncle and i've seen her in other stuff that i've enjoyed her um didn't care much for her at all yeah uh but i, I it's 
I don't think it's anything as she does. It's just the material. She's not given anything to work with. Like you mentioned earlier, she's an Oscar winning actress and uh, everything that she's given is so bad. <laughs> so I, I don't think it's anything as she did that annoyed me. It's just the material in this case. Then the stupid dad story. Oh, that's hinted in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a really fun chase at the beginning, right at the beginning with some bikes. Right. And that's about it for adventure. Yeah. It's an origin story, reboot, whatever you want to call it from, you know, there was what, three Angelina Jolie films. I think so. In the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do we really need a reboot of this? They should have started it at a certain point. We all kind of know the story. Yeah. Uh, I didn't need to know any background. There's so much exposition. Yeah. Oh. It's, it, it drags it down so much. Yeah. Everything has to be explained, and we yeah. don't care. Yeah. And the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie, 45 minutes, she's she's also dangling from stuff and hanging from stuff and running from stuff. And, and uh, all of that feels like it was lifted or striped from the video games. And I thought it was kind of cool at first, but I was just kind of like, I'm really bored watching this. She she took a, a a bow and arrow to a gunfight. Yeah, that's right. Which is kind of cool in the video game because yeah, it's, yeah. it's all about stealth, but yeah. it's not in this movie. She yeah. just kind of like... She just runs right in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of stupid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dominic West, I think, is a, is a good actor in certain things. As I said, The Wire is like the greatest television show ever. Yeah. He's McNulty, the yeah. greatest cop ever on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walton Goggins is the goddamn man. He is. And he looks so bored in this film. Yeah. I, I, he's, he's one of the great supporting character actors going today. Yeah. I'm glad he got paid because yeah. this, he looks so bored. There's nothing for him to do here. Yeah. But yeah, it's, this movie is so weak. It couldn't even dethrone Black Panther in its what, fifth week? Yeah. That's right. This is supposed to be a massive tentpole film. Yeah. It was the number two movie of the weekend. That's crazy. So nobody cared about it as much as we did. Like, it's, yeah. it's just not a very good film, and everybody yeah. knew it wasn't going to be a very good film. Yeah. And what really got me about this movie is that I think it's kind of hinted in the trailer, and it's it's n- not really spoiler or anything, but when she discovers her father's materials, her, his research materials in his book, it's kind of pitched as like the be all end all for this island he went to and he's gone missing and is presumed to be dead at this point. <laughs> um, why didn't he take his book with him? Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody fucking explain that to me. It was pissing me off. I memorized it, homie. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it's like he writes this textbook for this island, this thing that he's researching, and he didn't take it with him. I was just, what? This movie sucks. Oh, <laughs> I hated it. I hated this so much. So this is your wrinkle in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is. Like the, you know, it's called Tomb Raider, and like the tomb stuff is boring as shit like oh so dumb and um and it sets up the franchise in a way that they think is cute but it's just it's so stupid shout out shout out to nick frost for getting paid too right yeah 
he shows up just to distract us. Yeah. I was like, oh, something cool is about it. Oh, no. He's just there to pick up a paycheck. Say a couple of funny lines and, yeah, probably get paid a couple hundred grand for two hours work. Yeah. Good on you, dude. Yeah, he spent half a day on set. Yeah, I'm glad for you. Yeah. And everybody else who got paid in yeah. this really terrible film. Yeah. This has been a really negative episode, and I really apologize. <laughs> it has. This is what movie is movie going is right now. It is. Shit films. It is. That's really sad, man. Um, I was kind of down the middle in terms of excitement for this one, but I was definitely into it because of Vikander, and uh, it's a shame. It's a shame that it's so bad. Um, some of my friends were like, oh, I love the games. Should I go see it? And I was like, I'd probably wait for Netflix. Yeah, like, I, I love the, the the last two games have been great. Yeah. yeah. Great games. <laughs> yeah, this is a complete disappointment. Yeah, that's yeah, too bad. Um, so yeah, we cannot recommend <laughs> Tomb Raider. <laughs> Dumb movie. Can we talk about something positive now? Yeah, we can. I think we can. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's uh, change gears. <laughs> As we just mentioned, let's talk about... Uh, oh, hang on a sec. <clears throat> Let's move into our next part of the show, The Movie Club. This is where Bill picks a movie that I haven't seen. We watch it uh, and then come back and talk about it. And I really enjoy this part of the show because (laughs) on an episode like this where the reviews have been pretty lackluster, this can at least start a really good conversation. Um, And about 95% of the time, (laughs) it's a positive one of us just gushing over whatever movie we're talking about. I'm not going to lie. Last episode, I said this might be the harshest film in movie club history. Yeah. Uh, you know, a Serbian film is really terrible, but this yeah. is a different kind of terrible. It is. Uh, Elephant yeah. from uh, Gus Van Sant uh, from the year 2003. Uh, ordinary high school students go through the daily routine as two others prepare for something more malevolent. I got to ask, man. This is a tough film. I was a little afraid. I didn't yeah. know if you were going to dig it or vibe with it, but mm-hmm. did, did you did you like it? I love this movie, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you, do you it, get why I said it was like yeah. really like timely and important? Yeah, yeah. It, it um, for me it, it put faces on the headlines that we see. Um, what feels like weekly mass shootings at, at a public school. Um, this this one this one broke me <laughs> in a way that. Uh, I didn't see coming, even though I knew the context of the movie. Uh, it was just way too real, man. It, it got me big time. Well, because he he offers no answers. Like most yeah. people would have turned this into an exploitation film. Yeah. Like like Eli Roth with Death Wish a couple of episodes ago, last episode. Yeah. That's an exploitation film. This is a real film that is an art film that offers no answers, and he's not trying to explain a goddamn thing. Yeah. And it's eerie. It is. It and it's it's, as, as you said, it 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 breaks you. It's yeah. really tough. Yeah. Uh, as I said, it's probably the, the toughest film of movie club. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Serbian films like stupid. Yeah. This this is this feels really real. Yeah. And like it could be like a home video. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the way they the way they shot it. It's it's all like over the shoulder tracking shots, tracking shots, and it reminded me of. And I'm pretty sure that the filmmaker who made that, um, what's it called again? Son of Saul? Yeah. Um, Laszlo Nemes. Yeah. It, it, it felt a lot like that. And I was like, oh, there's maybe, maybe the people who made Son of Saul um, were inspired by this kind of style. 
Um, maybe they did and maybe they didn't, but that's what I recognized right away. And uh, it's a beautiful way of shooting this film. And it gets that intimacy that Gus Van Sant wants you to feel with these characters. And it did take me a little while to get into the rhythm of this movie. Like I was kind of, at first I was like, okay, these are just kids walking around, going to class, <laughs> going to the cafeteria. And then it starts to make sense. And then it, yeah, it all starts to make sense. It's kind of like season one of the wire, you know? <laughs> but in movie form, once it hits its stride, I was just like, Oh fuck. Like the stories overlap, they cross paths and just the way it's choreographed. It's, I, I sent you a text. I was like, this is, this is a master class in filmmaking. This one a shot by the great Harris Savides, who's, unfortunately died a few years ago um yeah he just he was van sant's dp and every film he made with van sant i thought was really amazing even goodwill hunting is a great looking film yeah yeah uh just he was one of the greats and this is just i love tracking shots yeah and this is the tracking shot film yeah of all time yeah it is stunning yeah everything when they go into the school it is just a giant unbroken tracking shot. Yeah. It's like Boogie Nights has that, right? Yeah. The beginning of Boogie Nights, but it's like that through the whole freaking movie. <laughs> it's it's something to be you have to see it. It is it is so brilliant. Yeah. Uh so yeah, this one the the Palm Door at yeah. Cannes in two thousand three, which is really tough. Like the, they usually don't go for films like this. Mm-hmm. Like, like holy crap, this is like a really tough film. Um but I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think if someone watched this film, it would make them want to commit a murder? No. This this is um, very much... I thought it was like... Um, trying to think of that anti-war film Kubrick made. Wages of Fear? <sighs> Wages of Fear. I thought it was like that, but for school shootings. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. If anything, it would make me want to pick up a camera and start learning how to do tracking shots. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's not that film. There's nothing glamorous here. No, nothing's glorified. The violence, you see some of it on screen, but most of it's off screen. And in a way, that it's more effective that way. Cause, because you're filling in the blanks. You're filling in. You see somebody get shot and you see them fall down and you're making up in your head how violent that looks. And... Um, you don't see with every person who gets killed. You don't see the you know the wound and stuff, um, but you sure feel it. Yeah, it's it's just a normal day at school. People walking around, and then two gunmen arrive. Yeah, and they're walking up towards the school, and I guess they see one of their friends. Yeah, I not think so. not really explained. Yeah, but he, they're he's the only person they say get the hell out of here. Yeah. And this film is, is is a film of its time because nobody has a cell phone. Yeah. So when those two people say to that guy, get the hell out of here, in today's society, he'd be on Facebook, be like, yo, two gunmen going to the school. Yeah. And it, there'd be a cop there in 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. People would be evacuating sooner. Instead, he's running around the school telling people, don't go on the school because they legit have fatigues. Yeah. And bags of guns. Yeah. Kind of freaky. It's, it is. And they walk in and they have a plan. They're going to light off a bomb. It's going to distract people. They're going to go running. And when they run out, they're going to shoot them all. Yeah. And then the bomb doesn't go off. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, fuck. What are we going to do now? Yeah. I guess we're going to have to go find people. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Little assholes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, it's, and they just start walking around the school and popping people off. Yeah. And Van Sant is like, I'm not going to let you get away that easy. Mm-hmm. He like, like baits you. 
Oh, yeah. There's a person who you think is going to save the day. Mm-hmm. Now they get killed, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, holy shit. This Gives is... you just a shred of hope. Yeah. It's just like, nope. There you go. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Oh, that broke my heart, man. <laughs> like, and, and one of the parts that really got me that I identified with was uh, the girl who was in the classroom who couldn't move until that guy came and helped her out the window because i think all of us could try to imagine how we would react in a situation like that and the only thing that i could say for certain is that i probably wouldn't be able to move Uh, i don't think i'd be able to react definitely don't think i could be a hero um and uh that, that just broke me any any movie where characters are in a helpless situation where they're being restrained or hurt against their will that just that terrifies me and watching this was just it it hurt me to the core because this still happens today you know 14 years later we're still talking about this we're still seeing headlines we're still seeing and it's worse it's getting yeah way worse yeah yeah um and kids go through this kids should not be going through this and uh that's what broke me, man. I was thinking about my nieces and nephews and thinking about how we're in a very we're in a very lucky situation here in Canada. We don't have that violence here. Uh, there is violence in Canada, but I don't worry every day about my nieces and nephews surviving uh, a mass shooting. So my heart goes out to every young person who's had to go through this, and uh, I just it, it breaks my heart. It, I was. I was devastated through this whole movie and uh, couldn't talk for a while after I watched it. <laughs> yeah, as I said, it's it's one of those films. Uh, yeah, when I first saw it, uh, it was the last film of the day at the film festival I saw it at. And I was just like, I was numb, like I was completely out of it. But at the same time, I it registered in my head, this is a masterwork and I have to see it again. Yeah. And the second time I watched it... I just I really locked in on the technique of the film and just how like beautiful it it actually is like it's it's brutal but it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, what did you think? What did you think of the ending? I liked it. Yeah. yeah. So people don't like the ending. Some but some people don't like it. My thought in is that he's not telling you the, the entire film what it's about. Like legit, ten seconds later they could be dead. Oh yeah, and they probably are. Yeah. Like. Um, but that little thing at the end, I think it's haunting him going mm-hmm. eeny, meeny, miny, mo, oh, yeah. and credits. Yeah. Yeah, that's a person who doesn't value human life, and uh, that's that's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, man. And those kids, like, you get to know each of them just enough where you, you kind of build a picture in your head of where they're going to go next in life. And <laughs> you can kind of formulate stories of relationships and friendships. You get a little bit of how, like, the three girls who are best friends talking about their future and all this stuff. And knowing that it's going to come to an end, um, that's yeah. tough. It, it's heartbreaking. It's a tough film, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, I thought you might have had a reaction to it. But yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you, you, you had a reaction to it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Not, not, not like a negative reaction to it. Like, yeah. the, the, you saw it for what it was, what I think it is. And I think it's one of the, the great films mm-hmm. of the last 20 years. Yeah, and it's absolutely, uh, it's the best art in our, when it comes to films especially, is the art that mirrors society. That's why Black Mirror is such a wildly popular series, because while everything takes place in the future, um, you know, they're holding up a mirror to us and going, this is where we're headed. It has strong commentary on, because this, this took place not long after Columbine, right? Yeah. 
it was almost made as a reaction of Columbine in a sense. Uh, but this is actually shot in Portland, and they didn't name it Columbine or anything like no. that. But it, it definitely was capturing that moment, and um, that that's what I love about movies, man. Like the best ones can capture what we're all going through, and it's a way for us to cope in a way for us to deal with these things and even though it was a tough watch um it it did like i said it did give names and faces to the children we've lost over the years and um well that's cool i I believe they deserve that kind of recognition so in the 1980s a british filmmaker named alan clark made a film called elephant and it was like 50 something minutes long and it's just shots of people walking up to people and killing people oh wow and it was Van Sant's, um, it was like his, he said, this was the movie I kind of based this on. Um, that's why I called it Elephant, because that's this Alan Clark film. If you have a chance to see the Alan Clark film, it's also really stunning. Okay. If not really incredibly brutal. Wow. It's just literally people getting mowed down for 50 straight minutes. Wow. Um, but beautiful. Yeah. And, but, and I, I can't explain that. It, yeah. it, it's just incredibly well shot. Yeah. And it's also got tracking shots okay oh, wow. everywhere wow. and yeah van Sant loves it and mm. he he kind of got me on to alan clark an underrated english director who, cool. who died way too young and made like five or six films and they're all really br- brilliant cool um but yeah i'm super glad you like this one because yeah. i thought it might be really had, i think we had a good talk i thought it might be yeah. really boring talks i thought no, you man. might be like i hated this film <laughs> it was so no. depressing and i would I would feel that way if I felt like Gus Van Sant was exploiting the situation, but I'd never felt that for no. a second. So, well, that's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really important film. I think everybody should watch. If you haven't seen Elephant, you you really need to track this down. So let's make it a little lighter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't think it would get much darker than that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Your number one film last year was uh, was Paul Thomas Anderson's Phantom Thread. That's right, yeah. And uh, I thought about Paul Thomas Anderson and how I really love his first three movies. Okay. And they're all very Robert Altman. And I'm thinking, I don't think Adrian's really seen a lot of Robert Altman films. Yeah, I don't think I have. Yeah, who is just an amazing filmmaker uh, who everybody copied so i'm gonna give you one of his best films cool uh altman went was really good in the 70s died real hard in the 80s then came back real strong in the 90s nice he made popeye in the 80s okay a really ridiculed (laughs) film that everybody and he didn't work after that for a very long time okay and then he came back with the player Mm -hmm. and then the film we're gonna watch shortcuts okay this is the paul thomas anderson film really you're gonna understand this okay <laughs> pta really liked robert altman nice and that's you, cool and it's it's very apparent nice this is very magnolia oh right on yeah i think it's a really great film it has cool. so many characters in it yeah just like magnolia oh, wow. or yeah it's 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 a beautiful film right on one of the great american films nice of the last 20 30 years shortcuts shortcuts nice dude Thanks. everybody is in this film <laughs> right and on. they're all really young yeah and they're all really game 
So that's awesome. I hope you like it. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's a lot more uplifting Yay. than uh, the elephant talk next episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I hope you like it. <laughs> right on. Uh, so just a reminder, we call this movie club because we encourage anybody listening to join movie club and you can join movie club by watching shortcuts or elephant or any previous movie we've talked about in movie club. We'd love to hear from you. It's really cool that we've had some friends approach us and say, Hey, I watched this movie because you guys talked about it in movie club. <laughs> That's the, the best thing you could ever say to us. And, uh, Remember, means the world. Remember my friend Nick who who uh, recommended Spirit of the Beehive? Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, he texted me. He's like elephant, and I'm like, and I'm like yep. And he's like, he's like, shit. Dot 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 dot. Oh, that's about right. Yeah. Hardcore movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. This one's a lot more light. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you want to join Movie Club, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook um, with your thoughts. It can be as short or as long as you want it, and we'll read it on the next episode. Wicked. Wicked. Uh, Let's move into Lightning Round. This is where we give brief reviews for other movies we've watched between last episode and this episode. Uh, I'll start things off for us here, just while I have all this stuff fresh in my head here. (laughs) I rewatched a couple of movies because... After the Oscars, all that blah, blah, blah bullshit. I was like, I need to watch some Jordan Peele stuff. So I watched Keanu, which I was pretty lukewarm on the first time I watched it. Uh, I enjoyed it a heck of a lot more the second viewing. Uh, It's one that I believe suffered as a result of the marketing, which showed every joke, every beat in the movie. So you knew the whole movie going in. There were no surprises. So some time between my first viewing of the film and second viewing, uh, I quite enjoyed it. So that was a really good trailer. It was. It was an awesome trailer. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching the movie going, This movie is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I won't watch it again. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I just I enjoyed like you could see Jordan Peele, like he had this bit where he put Keanu through cat version of movie posters and movie shots that he loves and uh you get to see the fingerprints of his love for film um so i enjoyed that and a lot of the jokes hit for me and tiffany haddish is in it and i didn't know her name at the time but i really enjoyed her in keanu and i enjoyed her the second viewing as well uh, then i watched get out and had the exact same problems i had with it the first time i watched it so the last third stumbles it's real bad real generic um but i enjoyed the build-up build-up's awesome it's so good i don't have i will never have a problem with that first like 60 maybe even even more i think it's i just i think it falls apart once he hits the basement yeah i think so too yeah it becomes a generic slasher film yeah yeah i really enjoyed uh Catherine Keener yeah. and uh, Daniel Kaluuya when they, during that hypnotized scene, like that's just for me, oh dude, I love that sequence. I think it's some of the best filmmaking we've seen in recent years. Uh, and then it becomes generic slasher film <laughs> with the unfunny cousin, is he? Or his friend? Yeah, the friend. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like him at all. Um, and then I watched Girls Trip. Something that everybody on the internet was talking about last year. Um, And I enjoyed it. Um, But because it's a comedy, it suffers a lot of the same comedy tropes where they force them to have a conflict. And then they get over it anyway. And it's, hey, we're all friends again. And I'm I'm just so tired of that formula. So it was very formulaic. But I enjoyed the performances. Runs out of steam. It really does. That last act. Ooh. And well, and I'm the only person who thought that Tiffany Haddish Haddish runs out of steam on that. Also, um, she just drove me nuts after a while. 
I enjoyed her. She was funny. I laughed at most of her stuff. Lots of people really wanted her to get Oscar nominated for that film. I was going to post that as a joke, <laughs> but no. You don't give somebody an Oscar performance for that performance or Oscar nomination. <laughs> anyway, I watched Girls Trip. Enjoyed about an hour of it. Um, then I watched Thoroughbreds, which is in theaters now. I also watched that. Oh, dude, it gets better on a second viewing. Yeah, man. Second viewing, it was really good the first time, and it's still really good the second time. Yeah, man. The opening film of Fantastic Fest last year, Yeah, even though it wasn't. Yeah. Written and directed by Corey Finley, first time feature film length uh, filmmaker. Dude, this movie is made with such confidence and such precision. It's fascinating to me. Uh, I love this film. Just how good are Olivia Cook and Anya Taylor Joy going to be in ten years? Oh, they're they're spectacular right now. I know. Like it freaks me out thinking about how they're going to continue to ascend. Because uh, I love them both in this. They're so like their deadpan humor is just hilarious. The guy who plays the father, total douchebag, yeah. total jerk. <laughs> he's the butt end of most of the jokes, and he's totally game for it. Like he just he just takes it all. And I, when I first saw it at Fantastic Fest, I had no idea Anton Yelchin was in the film. Same here, and it still hurt. Yeah, yeah. legit. I read this. He died two weeks after this finished filming. That's right. Yeah, sucks. That's so sad. Yeah, yeah. He's gone way too soon. So good in the film. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's a heartbreaker, but uh, definitely support Thoroughbreds. It, um, it only opened on 500 screens. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Thanks for, ha- thanks for having confidence in one of the best films of the year, friends. Oh, okay. That kind of pisses me off now. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That only sucks. 500 screens. It made 2.5 million opening weekend. Jeez. That's... Which I guess isn't bad for... A very small film on that little screens, but still. Yeah. It deserves better. Way better. Yeah. Then I watched The Strangers Pray at Night. This is just a garbage movie, dude. This was one of the the ones that out of the last weekend that it just drove me absolutely maybe to never watch film ever again. Yeah. It's so lazy. Yeah. They, They don't even try. Like, their idea of a scare is just to have it really quiet and then they crank up the audio and make a really loud sound. And it only startles you because it's a shock to your system. It's not a good technique. It's And they even have a jack-in-the-box in the movie. That's, those are jack-in-the-box scares, which um, I like the way James Wan does it. He kind of toys with you and has a, has a bit of foreplay in there <laughs> for those scares. This is just a lazy movie with stupid, stupid violence. Uh, some of the better horror films will have some kind of social commentary, maybe a cool villain um a strong message to carry this has none of that it's just dumb one of the worst films of the year absolutely please please do not give this film your money yeah don't worry nobody did that that makes me happy (laughs) it's bad i was so pissed off that i i saw this movie Uh, and then i also saw love simon and uh, i quite enjoyed this movie um it's a teen rom-com uh lead character is gay and nobody knows it he's in the closet and he's trying to hold on to this secret and um and on the school message board uh another student comes out and anonymously saying i'm gay and don't know how to tell people and they start emailing each other back and forth 
and uh, form quite a bond. Uh, so I quite enjoyed this one. Uh, what did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was a, a really good idea in, in a really bad movie. Okay. I thought it felt really amateurish, um, almost like TV movie of the week kind of. Oh, movie. really? Okay. Um, and I really thought the villain in the film was a really bad message. That's true. Um, to the point where somebody could copy this and really do damage to somebody. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of irresponsible. Yeah, that, I can see that. Um, but you know what? The people in my, in my theater absolutely loved it. Okay. I thought it was, I thought it was, it's, it's, it's a, it's an important film. Mm-hmm. People should see it. Yeah. I just wish it was a better film. Okay. The story's good. I just, I thought it was just needed to be a better film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I liked it a lot more, I think. Uh, I just, I've always enjoyed that kid, uh, Nick Robinson. He was in an episode of Boardwalk Empire. I don't know if you saw that or remember yeah. it was, yeah. yeah, he was really good in that. Uh, he's in Kings of Summer and, uh, Jurassic World. <laughs> I believe. Not that's sell- not a, that's not a uh, selling point. Sell me there, man. Uh, but I've always really enjoyed his uh, performances, and he, he really carries it for me. And um, I found the emailing stuff like really romantic. <laughs> I could really vibe with that kind of thing, and um, anticipating the next time you're going to hear from that person, uh, I could totally relate to that. And uh, I, I think it's just kind of that's the way things are now, <laughs> you know, with yeah. uh, people courting each other through text messaging and emailing and um what i loved about that is it's, it no longer only belongs to tom hanks and meg ryan and you've got mail <laughs> no no I, no I i totally agree with what you're yeah, saying yeah i just thought that um that that whole thing with the villain was just was complete crap yeah and i just thought it looked like a really piss poor like made movie mm-hmm. yeah and there is something that I really didn't like about the movie is the way some of the people in the movie reacted. Well, I should say all of the people, the way they reacted, they were all selfish little shitheads. And um, I've only been a part of receiving the news of somebody coming out a couple of times in my life. And um, I can only speak to those situations. Those people were met with a lot of love and support. And I didn't see that in this movie. And I, I know it's probably different from for person to person and a couple of hetero males uh i don't think we're the authority in any way oh, totally <laughs> but if 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 you are a person who has to come out and it happens the way it happens in this movie i feel so sorry for you yeah man that is awful yeah and the way he handles it in the food in the movie i thought it was poor mm-hmm. i would have just killed the guy oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that might be a spoiler but i really don't care no and, and it is in the trailer it, it is, is in the trailer okay it's, they reveal it's, that it's in the so terrible yeah i felt so bad like it was just and as i said it almost it almost felt irresponsible yeah well there's not enough consequences for that character like yeah that character should have been tossed out of school should have been charged criminally and sent off to juvenile something, detention something <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe I'm, maybe I'm overdoing it here no i don't i don't think you are that part was really poorly handled in this movie um and again it's something that's it's kind of that forced um conflict, conflict. Yeah. it's it's that script writing thing where they're like okay well things can't be all um can't be all uh sunshine through this whole movie we need to bring some clouds into this movie and make something make the characters have conflict to get over and it's, it's it is formulaic in that sense and 
that's what prevents me from giving this a high rating. I like the weird sister who always wanted to cook. <laughs> she was awesome. I thought she was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I did like, I did like parts of this film for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I even liked Nick Robinson. I thought he was good. Yeah. Uh, the girl from 13 reasons why was really good too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just couldn't get behind it. Yeah. I thought you were about to say 13 going on 30. No. Jennifer Garner. Yeah. <laughs> I actually liked her in this, which yeah. is something I haven't been able to say in a long time. Yeah, she, she, she's good in this movie, too. Yeah. Josh Duramel looking like he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. Hey, that's just him. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. He was the homophobic father. Yeah. I hate people like that. Like the macho bullshit <laughs> i know he's just playing the role and that's what it called for but i, I hate that archetype of male <laughs> it pisses me off is that uh, is that it for you that's it for me yeah all right so i rewatched uh the death of stalin the which was the secret screening at fantastic fest last year nice uh armando ianucci is a bloody genius in this film for being as harsh as it is is all true supposedly Everything in this film actually happened, supposedly. That's really yeah. scary stuff. Yeah. Because this film is absolutely nuts and really funny. Oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. When it probably shouldn't be funny. Uh, he's just <laughs> an absolute uh, genius, script writing-wise. <laughs> I love the part where they're like, okay, I'm going to move, take a step forward, and you're going to shuffle over like it's a part of the ceremony. It's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, uh, everybody is... is Especially Jason Isaacs is oh. so good in this film. <laughs> yeah. Steve Buscemi is really great too. Yeah. And Jeffrey Tambor is really good too. But uh, Jason Isaacs, every time he's on the screen, is just murdering people. His introduction, I remember, was just <laughs> belligerent and awesome. <laughs> uh, I rewatched uh, my second viewing of uh, The Last Jedi. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine got the 4K Blu-ray. UHD. Nice. Adrian calls it. Hell yeah. Uh, early, and we watched it, and and the documentary on it, uh, the director of the Jedi. Uh, I still have major problems with Last Jedi. They're not going away, folks. I still have problems. Yeah. It's not a very good movie. I hear you. I'm sorry. It's just not. I'm, I'm glad you like it. I just don't. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? That freaking documentary, the director of the Jedi, is spectacular. Yeah. It's like from day one to the final shot of the film, they're, it's a video diary. Yeah. And it's super intimate. And you get to meet these people and they're, they're like your friends. Mm-hmm. It is so wonderful. Right on. Uh, Mark Hamill is like the brother I want. Cool. Ryan Johnson is the other brother I want. <laughs> right on. Everything with Carrie Fisher. It, Fisher made me want to cry. Yeah. Uh, it's just so good. Nice. Uh, it's, it's worth the purchase of cool. the Blu-ray alone. Right on. That's awesome. It's that good. It's an hour and 35 minutes long. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. It's really good. Uh, I watched Too Funny to Fail, the life and death of the Dana Carvey show. When I was a teenager, I was super obsessed with the Dana Carvey show. We all liked like SNL. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big. Like, was big Wayne, into that. Wayne's World and all that stuff. Uh, and then Dana Carvey quit and got his own show on ABC. And a week before the show went on the air, ABC got bought by Disney. Okay. And their standards kind of changed. Okay. And Dana Carvey didn't really care and just did everything he could to piss ABC off on his television show. Oh, wow. Literally everything. He had people dressing up as ABC executives on the show, talk, <laughs> talking about how how much idiots they were and no all this way. stuff. Oh, it's it's worth 
watching uh, the there's those clips on YouTube. Watch yeah. the clips. Oh wow! Uh, it's one of the, the great sketch comedy shows ever. Right on. And everybody hated it except for like my friends and I. <laughs> That's awesome. And they made a documentary about it. That's cool on Hulu. Nice. And it's amazing. Right on. I I cannot describe how much I was just smiling for an hour and a half. Right on. It's dude. like a love letter to a show I loved when I was a kid. It's beautiful. Right on. It's, I rated it four and a half out of five. <laughs> nice. I love this documentary. That's awesome. Yeah. The uh, uh, Too Funny to Fail, The Life and Death of the Dana Carvey Show. It's brilliant. Cool. Even if you've never seen the show, they have so many clips, you will understand. Nice. It is brilliant. That's awesome. Uh, you know what? I think that's it. I had, I, a couple, I had a couple other things that I can't talk about quite yet. Okay, yeah. Watch some stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see that till next show. Right on, dude. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we had a b- bit more stuff to talk about this time. <laughs> for yeah, movies. like seriously, watch that documentary. Right on. It is so good. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. That's awesome. I love a good doc, so... It's 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 the movie of the episode. Cool. Unless you're Adrian. And <laughs> yeah. Hurricane Heist. Hurricane Heist. <laughs> get some. So does it get better? I think so. Right. March twenty third, Midnight Sun. Bella Thorne plays a character who can't go outside during the day because she's allergic to the sun. Oh yeah. And she meets a boy. I cried during the trailer and, for this. Yeah. Uh, she's afraid to tell him that she can't go out in the sun, and there it's going to be conflict because he might leave her. Yeah. I would not leave Bella Thorne. No chance in hell. Uh, I told Sarah that that didn't go over very well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, did, did you actually know there was a Pacific Rim movie coming out next week? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved the first one. <laughs> I, I, Who even knows what this film is? <laughs> Have you seen a trailer? I saw one. Have you? And I saw John Boyega in it. He's in it, right? I watch a lot of movies, and I don't think I've seen the trailer oh, for this. Oh, in theaters, no. No. No, are, they're, are, they're are, burying this Are they one. burying this movie? I think so. Wow. It's crazy. I don't even know who's directing it. Neither do I. I know it's not obviously not Guillermo del Toro. It's not my friend Guillermo del Toro <laughs> uh, from Twitter.com. Yeah, I I don't. I hope for good things. <laughs> yeah, me too. I love the first one. Me too. Yeah, I think it's a really underrated del Toro film that everybody kind of shits on. Yeah, for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. Yeah. Uh, Sherlock gnomes. Hell no. Hard pass, dude. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> yeah, I won't be seeing that one either. Yeah. And then uh, Steven Soderbergh is back, friends. That's right. Unsane. Yeah, Shot man. on an iPhone. That's right. I heard it's really brutal looking on the really? big screen. I heard it looks like <laughs> shit. I know friends who have seen it. No way. They say it looks awful. Okay. But I've heard it's really good. Cool. So. I do want to see it. Right on. I, I think Capital Six is getting it. Yeah, they are next week. I That's can't awesome. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. I'll I'll watch anything yeah. directed by Steven Oh, totally. He's yeah. he's one of our good ones. Yeah. Uh March thirtieth. I don't know we won't even get it, but it doesn't matter. God's not dead three. Woo. A light in the darkness. Okay. Have, did you see the other two God's No, I didn't. Yeah, I did not either. <laughs> as as Adrian just said, and, and the great Colleen Vince. Yeah. Hard pass. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass. Yeah. And uh, Tyler Perry's Acrimony. Okay. Won't open here. We never get those. Doesn't matter. Doesn't hurt me that they don't open here either. So next episode, I guess it's going to be Midnight Sun, Pacific Rim, and Unsane. Hey, do we get uh, 
Ready Player One in the uh, next two weeks? Uh, is that? Oh, yeah, we do get it. Yeah. Why didn't Box Office Mojo have that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll talk about Ready Player One then. Yeah. It looks okay. Next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, we and, and saying that it played well at South By is not a, like, that movie is made for the neck beards of South by Southwest. I want to read female Twitter's thoughts yeah. on opening night yeah. of Ready Player One. Yeah. Well, I read a review uh, that Britt Hayes wrote. Britt Hayes, yeah, I saw Britt Hayes. Um, her review is pretty scathing and um i was interested in her opinion so i, I posted that on facebook and a couple of people were weirded out by that but i was just like you know what Whatever. i want to hear other people's thoughts on this like it's it's a story that's written for guys in their 30s and 40s like us who play video games and have collectibles and <laughs> probably play D and you know, these are not, I'm not insulting these. I'm one of you guys. <laughs> so it's kind of custom made for us. I want to hear what other people have to say about it. That's really weird that Box Office Mojo didn't have that as on their release calendar. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Whatever. We're still, it's a Steven Spielberg <laughs> film. It'll be a very slick piece of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was really cool that he showed up at South by. Yeah. That's awesome. That would have been a reason to see the screening alone. Just yeah. to be in the presence of Steven of, of the master. Yeah. Yeah. The reason we're all here. Sometimes you, you, you do have to bow to the masters. Oh, totally. And that would have been a absolutely amazing. I, I wouldn't, I usually try not to see films at fests that open within like a month. Mm-hmm. I would have gone to that. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. It would have yeah. been cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's I, it. Man. I would have went to hereditary. Yeah. Even if I knew he was there. <laughs> Um, that's just me though. Yeah. <laughs> I think I screamed more than once. I'm a hipster like that. <laughs> um, that's cool. So that's what's coming up. So we, we will, we'll, we'll scratch midnight suns. So okay. I, I don't have to see it. We'll, <laughs> we'll put in ready player one. Yeah. And yeah, ready player one Pacific rim and unsane. How about yeah, that? Yeah. That sounds good. I don't like Bella Thorne. I'll, so <laughs> I'll check out the Bella Thorne movie. <laughs> I'm the authority on Bella Thorne movies. <laughs> creep in a non-creepy way i promise creep. <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's what's coming up um i guess we should tell people where they can find us online uh i'm on twitter at soundjam 69 say hi the show has a twitter account we're at the green <laughs> underscore screen i'm also on twitter at adrian underscore charlie we're also on facebook uh, run a search for the green screen of death and hit like uh, that's where you can find our posts we you can also send us messages there about uh, movie club or send us messages on twitter about movie club we'd love to hear from you you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, Google Play, anywhere where you can find a podcast. Uh, run a search for The Green Screen of Death. We'd love it if you hit the like button. Leave us some feedback. That'd be pretty cool. That'll help us find a wider audience. That's all we ask from you. Uh, so thanks very much for checking us out, and we'll talk with you next time. Peace.